Hey everyone, welcome back to The Caption Life. In today's episode, we are talking about free comic book day and all the ins and outs about it. We also talk about how it has its origins that's connected to ice cream and what opportunity Marvel actually missed out because of that. Hi, and welcome to The Caption Life, a show for the most casual and dedicated fans of comics and a member of the Comic Watch family. I am your host, Sean. Join me and discover what the world of comics and graphic novels has to offer. From one-on-one interviews with industry professionals to roundtable discussions with passionate fans and reviews on the latest comics, TV shows, and movies. You can find me on social media under the username at Caption Life. You can also find more episodes and information at thecaptionlife.com. Today we're going to talk about one of the biggest days of the year for comic book fans and shop owners, and that is Free Comic Book Day. This event usually takes place on the first Saturday of May, so this year it will take place this Saturday, May 6th. And if you haven't heard about this event before and want to know more about it, or if you've been participating in it for years and want to hear from people who put it on every year, then you are in luck because we have a very special guest joining us to talk about this exciting day. So please welcome Ashton Greenwood to the show. Ashton is the Associate Marketing Manager for Diamond Comic Distributors, handling PR, advertising opportunities, social media, and of course, Free Comic Book Day and Halloween Comic Fest. Also known as the Duchess of Free Comic Book Day, she can often be found hyping up those free comics on social media and probably obsessing over whatever title Archie is offering. Obnoxious Star Wars fan, self-proclaimed jug headstand, and queen of hot takes, Duchess of Diamond Comic, how you doing tonight? I'm good. How are you? Sean. Oh my god! I gotta say, I don't think I've ever had anyone that has that title before. I'm kind of curious, like Ooh. how how did that nickname come about? Like someone give you that nickname? It was there like a like a joke or something like that? Like why do people call you uh, a duchess? <laughs> yeah, so Free Comic Book Day is very near and dear to my heart. I get super excited about it. Uh, so when our show previews World Weekly, my co-host Troy Jeffrey Allen. Uh, Named me the Duchess of Free Comic Book Day. He gave me the title because I get so excited. (laughs) (laughs) And it just stuck. And now it's a thing. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, that is awesome. I love hearing that. Well, good. Well, um, you know, I'm kind of curious. So what you've been at uh, Diamond Comic Distributors for a while. Like what led you to Diamond Comic Distributors? Like were you um, like where were you before? Did you want to like get did you always want to get into comic, like the comic book industry or tell us a little bit about your journey into where you're at now? Yeah, so I've been like lifelong nerd, like like you said in my bio, Star Wars is my thing. Like Archie is my thing. Like I've loved that stuff forever. Grew up on it. Um, and so diamond was actually my first job out of college. Mm-hmm. I stumbled on, stumbled upon the job listing on LinkedIn and just sort of was like, kind of applied to it, not on a lark, but like, a Oh, I don't think I'm going to get this, but I would love if I did, uh-huh. I just like threw my hat in the ring and crossed my fingers and it worked <laughs> out. And here I am been there for five years. Oh, that's awesome. Well, good. Now, I, you know, I know there's a lot of people who listen to the show that would love to get into uh, the comic book industry in some shape or fashion. Mm-hmm. And it sounds like you were able to do that. So congratulations. That's awesome. You're living the dream. Sounds like, um, oh, God, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, perfect timing because um you know as you said you're a star wars fan may the 4th is coming up this thursday do you have any big mm-hmm. plans to celebrate oh i don't know i've been so <laughs> focused on free comic book day but one of my favorite shirts i own is um like the empire strikes back post or no return of the jedi the return of the jedi poster on like a t-shirt so yeah. i feel like i have to wear that um, but other than that, I don't know what else. Gotcha. You know, I, I'm in the same, but I've been so busy with everything else as well too, that I haven't even thought about like how I'm going to celebrate or anything. I'll probably same things. Yeah. I'll probably put a star Wars shirt on and I know star Wars mm-hmm. vision season two is coming out that day. So I'll probably watch that either the morning of, or, um, later in the evening. So that's probably the extent of how I'm going to celebrate star Wars. So, um, that's pretty solid though. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's, that's probably the most that I've been able to do for a while <laughs> for sure. Um, favorite character from the star Wars fandom. R2D2. Oh, really? 
Oh, yeah. <laughs> Why is that? I love R2-D2 because he's there from the very beginning with like Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan while he's a Padawan all the way through to the very end. He never gets his memory raced after Revenge of the Sith. And he just is like, he's, he's the plot point all the way through. He's like something of a silent narrator. And I think that's so cool. And also he keeps the secrets, which I think is incredible. That is awesome. I love that. I I, I don't know if I've ever heard anyone say R2-D2 before. So that is definitely a first <laughs> for me. But I, I love, like, you know, the droids are really something different in Star Wars. So it doesn't surprise me that, um, you know, mm-hmm. that would be someone's, you know, favorite. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, the Star Wars fandom or the Star Wars universe, there's just so much to really like fall in love with. And, you know, especially yes. video games right now with uh, Jedi Survivor that just came out. I haven't had a chance to play it, but I've heard nothing but great things about it. And, you know, I, I played the Fallen mm-hmm. Order and that one was a great video game as well, too. But it just seems yeah. like there's just so much that you can kind of dive into and really love with the universe. And so I just love that your favorite character is an, <laughs> is a droid. So that's awesome. <laughs> um, what about you? I need to know yours. Hold on. <laughs> uh, you know, that is, oh my gosh, that's a great question. I, um, I can't really just limit it down to one, you know, I, Okay, I, top three. I, yeah, I gotta say, um, Din Djarin has been has Ooh, definitely solid. been my favorite. Just you know, for a number of reasons, I the Mandalorian was such a hit for me. I know it's a hit show, but it's been mm-hmm. a hit for me because it's just something very different than than what we've had in the Star Wars lore. Um, mm-hmm. That I just absolutely love. That even though. You know, Star Wars has always been kind of synonymous with Jedi and, and Skywalker, and you can't mm-hmm. really have Star Wars without them. I was happy to see a Star Wars show that didn't have to, like, center or be anchored to that necessarily. And I thought that was yes. really great. Um, Ahsoka. And I'll say this. Mm-hmm. I never watched Clone Wars or Rebels, um, but seeing her in season two of The Mandalorian, I, I was just floored with the character and just absolutely love the character. And I thought Rosario Dawson did mm-hmm. a great job of uh, being her as well, too. So um, those two are definitely, you know, my top two. And then, you know, you got to kind of go yeah. with the classic, like Luke Skywalker. I've always yes. enjoyed him as well, too. So, but yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, so I, I think if I had to pick one, though, I would say it's, it's Din Djarin just because, mm-hmm. you know, I, I find his story very fascinating and the Mandalorian show very fascinating, especially mm-hmm. I come from a I'm not a religious person now, but I come from a very like religious background. I have a degree oh. in theology. So watching that show has a lot of religious overtures, especially yeah. with, um, you know, Judaism and Catholicism. That It was just really fascinating just to kind of watch that aspect of the uh, the Mandalorian you know, way of life and everything. And so it's, it's just been a fantastic show just from a multiple aspects but the character I absolutely love as well too so i think if i had to pick one it would actually be him now now that i think about it so i mean that's a pretty solid pick yeah wrong <laughs> yeah and, well and, and and i think you know he's a very popular person i don't i don't think i've heard a lot of people you know not happy with that character so um so yeah um before we dive into talking about free comic book day mm-hmm. i wanted to ask you um what got you into comic books was it you know someone introduced it to you did you just happen to pick one up one day you had mentioned that you are a huge fan of Archie. So I'm assuming that Archie may have been what got you into comics, maybe. So actually not. I'm kind of a prime example of what we hope adaptations of comic books would accomplish. Yeah. So I got into comics because I started watching The Walking Dead Mm. and, you know, I loved it. I didn't realize it was based on a comic and my brother had read them and was familiar with them and told me that they were based on comics and gave me his copies to start reading and from there it just was like i hit the ground running i got into the archie comics from riverdale which is now something of a hot mess but the <laughs> comics are great <laughs> yeah yeah well and, and riverdale is just i i only watched i think the first couple of seasons but i i really thought the adaptation just really interesting because it's not what you picture from the archie comics at all whatsoever so i love it when no. they try to do like a retelling of something that you're familiar with and so yeah, I just have I haven't seen this past the second season, but I was really fascinated with what they were trying to do with the show and and using you know Archie's kind of like a springboard into this sort of uh, you know this teenage drama show that you know it seems like every network has like at least three of those, right? Oh God, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's funny that you mentioned that The Walking Dead is what got you into comics because uh, just like you said, a lot of people don't realize that 
a lot of popular shows and movies are actually based on comics. So just recently, I created a TikTok video talking about how the really popular movie uh, Road to Perdition was based on a comic book, on a graphic novel as well, too. And so it's really fascinating to see how many movies, how many shows out there people don't realize were actually either were based on or inspired by a comic book series originally. So you're right. It's, I, I think we're going to see a lot more of that kind of crossing over between the media and uh, I'm sorry, the media and comic books. And so I, um, I think we're just going to see more and more of those because those comic book stories, whether it's the traditional superhero or some mm-hmm. of the unique stories that we don't see from, you know, Marvel or DC, um, you know, those are the kinds of stories that are really good that can really translate on screen as well too. So I think we're just going to see more and more of those because, Comic books are much more than just superheroes. There's a lot of great stories out there that has nothing to do with superheroes, or maybe they are superheroes, but they're different than you know the ones that we grew up with. So, um, yeah, like the boys. Yes, the boys is a prime example one. Um, Invincible. That was one that I just recently watched and never read the comics, but after watching it, I want to read the comics because it sounds like a really interesting story. And, and again, it's all superheroes. It's kind of like the boys on some level, mm-hmm. you know, in terms of the kind of story that um, they're telling with like, you know, a little bit more mature themes and, and a little bit of a darker um, reality about, you know, heroism and things like that. But um, again, it's, it's definitely a different take and different kind of hero story than what we're, um, you know, usually used to when we um, think about the traditional superhero stories from the comics. So, Good. Well, let's go ahead and dive right into free comic book day. So for those who don't know, let's start off with talking about what Diamond Comic Distributors is, because you all run free comic book day and talk about what they do. Yeah. So Diamond Comic Distributors, we we like to call ourselves the nexus of comic books and pop culture, right? Because we function as something of a middleman Mm -hmm. between the publishers, comic book publishers and comic book shops. Uh, So what we do is basically comic book shops place their orders for these new books coming out from publishers. We aggregate all of those orders and send them to the publishers. So they print the print run. They send their books to us. We then break the books up and send them out to the comic book shops. So like in terms of what a distributor is, that's what we do. But something that I think is really, really cool about Diamond is we also offer a ton of marketing uh, to publishers, to our retailers, and we take their books and on Previews World, which is our consumer-facing site, we do all kinds of really cool stuff. And that's kind of, uh, I mentioned earlier, Troy, that's his jam. Mm-hmm. So that's stuff like creator interviews, preview pages, so you can kind of get a first look at the books, get informed decisions. Uh, we do all kinds of lists, new number ones, like best, whatever, best fight scenes, best female heroes, whatever. All of the like super engaging... Like, Think BuzzFeed, but for comic books. (laughs) It's awesome. Uh, And then on the flip side, we also do marketing to retailers and for retailers to help them make informed ordering decisions and get the books that are best for their customer base. Awesome. Um, And then to flip back to the consumer side, I wanted to mention one other thing, which is the reason I'm here. And that's free comic book day. That's like our main like flagship, if you will. And, you know, we really do that as a way to expand comic book readership uh, and bring new people in, but also cater to the, the tried and trues, the Wednesday warriors, all those guys. Awesome. Thank you. And that kind of dives into our next question, which is what is for you comic book day, which kind of, you know, is pretty apparent by the title, but maybe you could tell us a little bit about the history of the event, like when it got started, how it got started and, you know, kind of where it's at today since then. Yeah, so Free Comic Book Day was founded in 2002 by a comic shop owner named Joe Field. He owns Flying Colors comics and other cool stuff in Concord, California. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he basically came up with the the same uh, structure we use now. And his idea was, what if we gave out comic books for free as a way to drive people into the comic book shops, as a way to bring new customers to these comic book shops? And so he called up Diamond and pitched his idea. And Diamond was like, we love that. Let's make it happen. Mm-hmm. So 2002 was the inaugural free comic book day. There were only four free comics available that year. Mm-hmm. So you can kind of see how far we've come this year. There's 43 books available for free. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the whole goal really is like Joe, jo- said to bring new people into the shop but also you know we took that a step farther because we want to you know cater to the people that love comics and that's their bread and butter so 
publishers take the opportunity to launch new stories. Marvel, you know, traditionally uses free comic book day as a springboard for their big summer events. And, you know, that's the case again this year. So the idea is that there's something for everybody. If you've Mm -hmm. never read comics or if you love comics and you're in your shop every Wednesday, you will find something on May 6th that will fit you perfectly. Yes, I agree. And I was looking at the titles and, First of all, there's a couple of things I didn't realize until I saw, I think, an Instagram post from Free Comic Book Day is on each of the covers, it'll say Free Comic Book Day, but it has a color-coded system, which I didn't realize the colors meant something. So as a parent, I really enjoy that because then I can take a quick glance at a book that if I'm not familiar with, I can see, is that appropriate for my kid or not, just from looking at the color. Um, But just like you said, there is definitely something for everyone. So definitely when people think of comic books, there's definitely the traditional ones that we get from you know dc and marvel like the mm-hmm. spider-man and uh batman and superman and things like that um and there's also you know some of the uh kid uh oriented comics like uh spidey is amazing friends but then there's yeah. other ones that i did not realize that we we're going to be on a free comic book day like um dog man was going to have an issue that's out there mm-hmm. um there's also ones that are uh, different stories that's escaping my mind right now but i know there's different stories that's not um some of the ones that we used to think about but people are familiar with the idea or at least the story of that um so i agree that i think there's a mm-hmm. lot that are out there that if even if you're remote remotely interested, I would encourage you to go because there's definitely a book that might uh, be of interest to you and it's definitely free. And then the only thing I would add in there is the comic book shops uh, do have to pay to get these free comics. And so as you're there, don't just take the free comics and leave. If you can, you know, try to support the shop by buying something, it's like they're Black Friday of, you know, for comic shops and stuff like that. So if you could at least, you know, get something for them to support them, that'd be great. Um, You know, a lot of them don't really expect that um, or at least don't make an acquirement and all that, but it's definitely a great way to, you know, support mm-hmm. them and give back and everything. Um, but yeah, and I, one of the other things I really love about the history of free comic book day is that it got inspired by Baskin Robbins as well too. Is that right? Yeah. Free scoop night. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So he got, the, so he got the idea from that because Baskin Robbins was doing that. And, right. and I got to say this, Ashton, I was thinking about this. Um, I think early in the week when I was thinking about um, having on the show and the whole history about Baskin Robbins inspiring free comic book day. I feel like Marvel had a missed opportunity to have a free comic book day cover where Scott Lang is like holding a Baskin Robbins ice cream or something like that. (gasps) Wouldn't that have been cool? Awesome. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I would have loved that. Yeah, I, oh my gosh. Well, especially like the big, like how they made a joke in the first one, and then they brought it in um, with, in the, with the latest movie as mm-hmm. well too. Like I just thought that would have been just a funny way to do that and and do like an Ant Man, um, you know, comic for free comic book day, but. <laughs> Oh well, maybe maybe next time, right? <laughs> Man, you should you should call it Marvel with that one. That's good marketing. Yeah, I might have to. <laughs> um, okay, so we had talked about you know there's 43 titles um, that mm-hmm. are being distributed. Um, we don't have to go through each of the titles, but just kind of curious, like what are mm-hmm. you know the big or interesting ones that we might want to mm-hmm. highlight? Um, and then I also want to ask. Do you know like how these are usually decided, like what titles there are? I, I I don't know if Diamond Comic Distributors is ever like privy or involved in those dis, uh, decisions or anything like that. But just kind of curious if, if you know, you know, uh, what titles that the publishers usually decide to use for Free Comic Book Day. Yeah. So to answer the first part of the question, um, first of all, I have to point out I'm most excited for the Cursed Library from Archie Comics. Yes. Um, which I'm very excited about because it, you know, so Riverdale's always like wacky and weird things happen. So allegedly like the cursed library is going to try and figure out like, what is it about Riverdale that always makes things go haywire? Mm-hmm. So I'm excited for that one. You mentioned uh Dogman and the league of misfits. This is probably the all ages title that is, has the most excitement around it. Like it's the one I hear the most about. It's the one that gets the most responses whenever, you know, it gets promoted on the free comic day pages. So that's a good one, especially if you have kids. Mm-hmm. Um, the Marvel titles are always very popular. They have four this year. So I feel like, you know, whichever one you pick, you're going to be happy with. Um, Power Rangers, Umbrella Academy, and The Witcher. So if you're, you know, a Netflix, coming from Netflix, those are a good fit. 
Um, Animal Crossing. I'm really excited for this one from Viz. I do love Animal Crossing. <laughs> I was about, that was the one that I, I remember surprised me the most because I only know it as a game. I And I mm-hmm. had no idea. I, first of all, I don't know if it's a comic series already, but I remember that capturing my attention. Yeah. I was just like Animal Crossing. All right. This is going to be really interesting. Yeah, I'm not sure if it's an ongoing one either, but I'm dying to see. I hope like I really want there to be a plot point about Tom Nook always owning your house no matter what. (laughs) Oh, man, that'll be fun. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Um, And there's also RuneScape, which I know is a popular one. And one of those books that like you had mentioned earlier, maybe there's a license you're familiar with and then Mm -hmm. you can grab it as a comic book. Right. Like RuneScape is stupid popular. Right. Uh, so if you're familiar with that, maybe you can pick up that book. Yeah. Um, and if um, people are listening to this episode, if they're interested in knowing what those titles mm-hmm. are, um, I'm going to have a link in the show notes that goes directly to the Free Comic Book Day website, um, as well as um, I'll have a link to uh, League of Comic Geeks that has a, the whole list of titles as well, too. So I'll provide both of those in the show notes. Yay. Yeah. Uh, so the other question about how the books get picked, right? Yes. Uh, okay. So... Diamond is only minimally involved in the process insofar as like they shepherd it along. Right. Uh, We put together the application and send it to the publishers. And basically the application is asking them to throw their hat in the ring, tell us what book they want to have, what title they want to have to be their free comic book day book and a little bit about it. And then any, like marketability they can associate with it. How, why would a retailer want to pick this book as their backlist, upcoming front list? Will the vendor help promote it, et cetera, et cetera. Mm -hmm. So they basically fill out an application packet. They send it to Diamond and Diamond puts all of them in like a zip file, virtual folder. And we send it to Joe Field, founder, we mentioned earlier. Mm -hmm. Um, And so he chairs up a committee of comic book retailers. He selects them every year. So it's kind of like a rotating Uh, group of retailers and they go through all of the applications from the vendors and they pick the books and they get to pick how many they get to pick which ones um, and they give they'll send along feedback for why certain books didn't get picked so it's a pretty comprehensive process they generally do keep it in that 40 to 50 range Mm -hmm. Um, and I think I really like this approach and I think it's really the best approach we could take for free comic book day because the retailers are the ones on the front lines here so it makes sense that they would be the ones making these selections. You know, they have the best pulse on what would be popular in their shops. Right. Awesome. That is really interesting. I, I didn't realize there was like a whole application process that they have to fill mm-hmm. out and, and submit and everything ahead of time. I mean, it, it makes sense, but I guess I just never really thought about that whole process behind the scenes, like prior to free comic book day that, that, um, that, you know, gets involved with, with, you know, from the beginning to end in, in that conjunction. Mm-hmm. So that, that sounds really interesting. It's a whole process. We start in like September and mm-hmm. then free comic book days, not until May. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then I know there's a little bit of history of, I think if I remember correctly. So as we mentioned, um, free comic book day is typically the first Saturday in May. The only exception I think was 20, well, 2021 pandemic happened. And I think right. 2021, uh, we got pushed back to August because of right. all the restrictions that were still in place around May. Um, but it's mm-hmm. usually the first Saturday in May. And if I remember correctly, I think the first free comic book day was selected that Saturday in May, because I think it coincided with the release of the Spider-Man movie that came out. Is that right? That's correct. Yeah. 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 That was a really great, like really smart marketing on Joe Fields yes. part to like kind of, <laughs> partner it with like who you already have like that excitement and enthusiasm around pop culture mm-hmm. and you can just push people like shepherd people along that was really smart and marvel's kind of like kept a similar production schedule like movie release schedule and it right. just happens that every year there's usually a marvel movie that comes out yeah. right before free comic book day it's perfect like, like this year's guardians of the galaxy exactly. yeah <laughs> yeah no it's, it's very smart and i don't know if it's you know if, if it is strategic with this or not but you're right it's, it's um i remember Endgame came out um it was supposed to come out the first saturday may but i think they pushed it I think mm-hmm. they made it come out a little bit earlier or maybe it was like vice versa. But yeah, you're right. It's, it seems like the first weekend of May, they usually have a huge uh, movie coming out. Um, so, yeah. So if people are interested in free comic book day and they're like, you know, how can I find out, you know, more information about 
what's going on for that day. Um, if there's a comic shop near me that um, is participating or, or you know, not just comic book shop, but we know that mm-hmm. libraries can participate and mm-hmm. other bookstores will participate. And I think there's a couple other of uh, venues or shops like sometimes a hobby or collectible shops will also mm-hmm. have free comics going on as well, too. Um, but if they're interested mm-hmm. in learning more about what might be going on in their area, where can they find information at? Mm-hmm. So if you go on the free comic book day website, which we've named freecomicbookday.com because we want to keep it simple mm-hmm. um, at the very top of the website, there's a button that says store locator. And if you click on that, you can, if you're using your phone, you can just like use your location or you can put in your zip code and it'll populate a list of all of the shops near you that are participating. And if they're having any sort of like special event for free comic book day, it'll also tell you that there. So if they're having special sales, if they're going to have creators come out and do signings and sketches, if they're going to have cosplay contests or uh, any sort of like the Stormtrooper legions come out, all of that stuff is listed there, too. So you can kind of put together a whole itinerary for yourself. Yes. Yeah. And, and that's what I love about free comic book day is that. They're not just handing out free comics, but a lot of shops will do a lot of fun things with that day as well, too. So, for example, my local comic shop, um, one of them, Circle City Comics, they usually have somebody uh, dressed as Darth Vader um, out of their shop. It's so cool. Yeah, and my son loves that because Darth Vader is one of his favorite uh, mm-hmm. villains and characters. And so I remember the first time he we went, he thought it was so cool. We had him dress up as Darth Vader, and they all loved it. And so that oh was a lot gosh. of fun. Yeah, so it's it's always a fun one when they do that. Um, and then the other uh, comic shop that I usually go to, uh, Comic Book University, um, they do this every year, but um, this year they're, they always have – different kinds of comic book artists or writers that will come mm-hmm. and have like a little space. They also have artists that will do sketches and stuff like that. Um, okay. and, and this year they have uh, Gavin Smith, who's going to be the artist for the mm-hmm. next issue of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. So, and, and he's you know, from the Indianapolis area or lives in Indianapolis. And so, um, yeah, so it'll be really worth your while to reach out to your local comic shop and see what they're doing for that day to celebrate. Mm-hmm. Um, and the other thing I would also mention as well too, is, is to make sure that they're celebrating because not every, Every shop will have that. That's a good point. Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. And, and not, not that it's a very common thing for someone to not do it, but I've have heard from some people that they went to a shop on free comic book day thinking they were celebrating, but for whatever reason mm-hmm. they couldn't for that year or for whatever reason. So it's a good idea to at least call ahead of time or go to the website mm-hmm. or their Facebook page and just see what they're doing and, and make sure they're doing it to begin with. So, um, but yeah, we'll, we'll put a link to the website as well in the show notes. So if you're interested, you can just scroll down and click on it and it'll take you straight there. Um, What's something about Free Comic Book Day that most people may not know about? Maybe it's like a little tip about the day or, or something mm-hmm. else that about the history of it that came up or just something that you think is really interesting that not a lot of people know about Free Comic Book Day. So I have two for this. Ooh, nice. First one, you already said it, but I just want to reiterate it. The shops do pay for the books they give away for free. So if you have the money available, you should definitely purchase something while you're there. A lot of the shops have like insane sales anyway. So mm-hmm. chances of you paying full price for something's not high. So if you have the availability, please support your local comic shop. I know that they would love it. I would love it. Do it for me. <laughs> um, and then the second thing is every year we commission a comic book creator to design for us a custom one of a kind design that we use to make that year's what we call commemorative Mm t-shirt. So, you know, we've had a lot of, we've had, you know, Eric Powell in the past, we've had Derek charm. We've had, you know, all kinds of people get involved with this this year, Laura Braga did it, which I was incredibly excited about because she does a lot of the art in the Archie horror series. Mm -hmm. So she did the art for us, made us a really cool T-shirt. She was fantastic to work with. And I just think it's really neat because it kind of adds another level of like collectability to this event. Right. Mm -hmm. Like you have you can make it a point to get these shirts every year because we only print them for that event. And then after that, like that's it. We don't print them again. So it's kind of another layer to it that I think is neat. Do, do shops usually give out these shirts or sell them or this, this oh, is the first time great, I hear about shirts. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great point. They are, you do have to buy them. They're not free. Okay. Um, but they're, they're reasonably priced. They're like 16 or $17. Mm-hmm. Don't quote me on that, but I think that's the price. <laughs> uh, it's in that ballpark. Right. Right. <laughs> but that could be, maybe that's the way you support the shop. You get your free comics and then you, you buy the shirt to go with it. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's a, that's a great idea. I love that. So yeah. I, again, I, 
maybe I've seen the shirt, just never realize it. But like when I hear of free comic book day, I never really think about the shirt aspect. So that's something I've learned. So I, I appreciate you sharing that. Um, yeah, that's really cool. I didn't think about, you know, free comic book day being an opportunity where there can be like collectible items and things like that as well too. And, right. and I, I love there's There's a lot of things that can go with this. And it sounds like since it started in 2002 has definitely evolved to a much bigger event and went from, I think, uh, I think it was just in, in a state in 2002 to like becoming mm-hmm. national, even international. There's a uh, countries outside of the U S yeah. celebrate this. And, you know, went from a few titles to, you know, as how you said, this year's 43 titles, there's t-shirts, um, with all that being said, what do you think we can expect for the future free comic book day in terms of anything like new collectible commemorative that we can anticipate for or something, you know, that uh, Diamond comic distributors might be thinking about, um, you know, in years to come to, you know, do something a little bit different from free comic book day that has been done before? Anything along those lines? Yeah. So. Every year we, we try to, I don't want to say every year, we try to get our friends at Funko involved as much as we can. They do have a, a free comic book day exclusive pop this year of entering in the demon. Oh, so, cool. Yeah. They do like a limited run. So, you know, we've been doing a lot of work with them. We're trying to keep, you know, Funko involved. Maybe there'll be more cool, like exclusive pops in the future. Mm-hmm. Um, we've also talked about the idea of starting some sort of like, free comic book day live stream and partnering with different retailers from around the country so that you can get a look at the different events. Cause some of these stores like really, really blow it out like Mm -hmm. crazy, like double midnight comics. I see them on, you know, tweeting a lot about their event. They're having food trucks. They're having like a bounce castle. They're like, it's a whole thing. So it would be awesome to kind of sync up with some of these retailers and get them just to like give us a tour of their event just for like 10 minutes if they can spare it. So that's something we're hoping to do next year and for future years. Um, we're going to do like a smaller version of that this year, like a much more pared down version. But, you know, I'll be out at Cards, Comics and Collectibles in Reisterstown, Maryland, mm-hmm. and then at Collector's Corner in Parkville, Maryland with our production manager to live stream some of their events as like a test run of this idea. Oh, that's so cool. I, I love yeah. that idea because I think it'd be, I, I'll be honest in that I have thought about doing something similar to that with my mm-hmm. local comic shop. I think I had the idea last year and I was hoping to do it this year but um, unfortunately Free Comic Book Day also falls on Indiana Comic Convention that I'm going to so I'm only going to be there and I also have like Believe it or not, you know, we we're talking about this, you know, off the recording about how everything hits mm-hmm. at once. That day on Free Comic Book Day, I have two other things going on of in course. addition to <laughs> Comic Con. So it's like I, I told him, you know, probably not this year. I'll, I'll be there, um, you know, for a couple of hours actually to uh, kind of just be present and talk to people about the show and, and talk to them about mm-hmm. Free Comic Book Day. But I'm planning on doing, you know, some recording of uh, the shop and, and the people that they're going to have there. But I had thought about it'd be really cool to do some sort of live stream some how during free comic book day and like you know have people come on the show talk about you know why they came to free comic book day what got them into comics why they're excited yeah. about and again like a lot of people um they just do a lot of fun things with free comic book day with you know the cosplay and the people mm-hmm. they have come in and just like what you said you know they make a huge event and so i know that'd be a really cool idea to be able to have multiple live streams and just seeing how different comic shops are celebrating free comic book yeah. day i love that idea i, I think I'm all bored for it. So if there's anything I can do to help, like hit me up and I will do that. (laughs) Awesome. I love to hear that. Yeah. 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 Um, One of the things that your bio mentioned is that you're also in charge of Halloween comic fest, Mm -hmm. which I've heard of before. Um, I don't think I've ever actually attended the event itself, but for those who don't know, what is Halloween Mm -hmm. comic fest? And and is it similar to, you know, free comic book day or what's the differences between the two? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so Halloween Comic Fest kind of spawned out of Free Comic Book Day. It is the spooky little sister. Mm -hmm. Same concept, except it's the last Saturday in um, October, so Saturday before Halloween. And all of the comics are spooky or horror or Halloween themed in that vein, thrillers, those kinds of things. Mm -hmm. Uh, But it's the same concept. You go to your local comic shop. They're giving out free comics. Some of them have events. It is a much smaller event because it hasn't been around nearly as long. I believe the inaugural year of it was 2013. Okay. So, um, and we also, you know, had a virtual version of it last year coming off of COVID, trying to get back on track. But 
it's just another chance to get out to your local comic shop and try a new book for free. Yeah. (laughs) What? So in terms of the horror genre and and spooky and things like that, what are some of the titles that come from, um, Halloween Comic Fest. And I know this is not free comic book day, but I think this would be something that'll be a lot of interest to people. But what are some maybe common titles that come from that day or or shows up on that day that maybe mm-hmm. people don't realize that one that it's a comic book, um, but two that it's also you know a very popular one in comics as well too. Yeah, the Archie horror books are always really popular for Halloween Comic Fest. Jughead, The Hunger, and Vampironica. A lot of Junji Ito books from Viz. Those are Mm. also really popular. Uh, Marvel Zombies. Right. uh, Walk Through Hell. I don't feel like I answered the question, but these, those are books I've seen on Halloween comic books. No, no, that's fine. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> I'm just kind of curious because I, I'll be honest, a horror is not my kind of genre by any means whatsoever. Okay. Um, that being said, there's a couple of comics that are horror um, that I've actually really been enjoying. Um, you know, there's a book series called the Harrower that um, I would not oh, have picked yeah. up, but Comic Watch asked me to review that series, and I've actually loved it because the story is really good. Um, the art is really good. I feel like the art has a lot of layers to it in terms of why they use the colors. Like they use like you know very pastel kind of colors. Um, and so, anyways, um, I'm just not a horror kind of person. But mm-hmm. if you are, or if you just want to maybe check out something different. Like that might be yeah. something that uh, you might want to check out, see if your comic shop might do that. And I know that's not until October, but if you're in, ever interested or you're just like, you know, I wish they had another kind of free comic book day, you know, six months later, there will be one <laughs> <laughs> just Halloween focus. So cool. Well, I, I love the idea of, you know, in the future, you know, there's going to be hopefully live streaming for free comic book day. Um, I know as mm-hmm. you know, as everything evolves that the day will also evolve as well too in a lot of different ways. And so I'm really mm-hmm. excited about um, the future of free comic book day. I know free comic book day is something that is really special for me and my son, because we go and participate in that every year. He's always excited about, you know, getting the comics and seeing what they have. And, and he's always looking out and like saying like, Oh, that looks so cool. Especially the star Wars one. Like he always gravitates to that. Yes. Um, he loves Dogman. So all those, all, all the titles I was looking at, I just know that he's going to love them. He's going to be excited about it. So it's, it's become a kind of a tradition for us to do that. So um, if you have not been to free comic book day, I strongly encourage you to check it out. Um, if you have any questions or anything, you know, hit us up on social media at caption life and we can tell you a lot more about it. We can give you resources and this episode will have a lot of links for you to use as well too. Um, so I want to thank you very much for coming on the show. We're going to um, dive into the next segment to talk about the comics we're reading. Um, before we get to that, I just want to remind people that this show is a part of comic watch and it's an organization and website that does reviews on comics, TV, shows, media, uh, films, you know, pretty much the gamut. And, and we're always looking for writers and reviewers. So if you're interested in maybe becoming a reviewer for comics or TVs or movies, um, there will be a link to apply in the show notes. So if you're interested in that, and then next week's episode to give you a preview of what we're going to be doing, uh, we're going to do a review of the Guardians of the Galaxy 3 movie. And our guest host is going to be Richard Nebbins of The Direct, who's been on the show before. And he is a, um, a writer and editor for the direct it has some great insights to movies especially with things that are from marvel and dc so i'm very excited to have him um so keep an eye out for that next week so let's dive into the comics we're reading um usually what we do is i share with uh everybody what people have shared what they're going to be reading or what they are reading Mm -hmm. this week and then ashton you and i will dive into what we're reading as well so from um From Comic Watch, Tyler Davis said that they're catching up on a ton of recent books that they've fallen behind, um, either outright haven't had a chance to jump into, like Joe Fix It, All Against All, Fortress War Across Time, Scarlet Witch. Uh, Chad Burdett said, recently finished Marvel Comics The Untold Story, and with my son getting into Star Wars uh, Red Darth Plagueis, which is make, uh, making rewatching Phantom Menace more enjoyable, if that's possible, going through the old Dark Horse Star Wars comics, and I am now reading Star Wars A New Hope from a 
certain point of view. That's like the whole title. Apparently, Star Wars A New Hope from a certain point of view is the title of the book. Uh, it's short vignettes of minor characters around the main story. Lots of comic writers like Matt Fraction and Paul Dini involved. And then from our Discord server, Lumnacasters, ODPH Ken said, in honor of the new film, I'm diving back into the Abnet and landing run on Guardians of the Galaxy. It gave Cosmic Marvel a great shot of creativity and the influence on the latest film will reflect that. And then from Twitter, we had Etfit Bizarro said, Detective Comics was fly as frick. He said a different word, but <laughs> this is PG-13, so I had to adjust that a little bit. Uh, getting ready to read World Tree 33 number one right now. I've heard nothing but good things about it. Um, Ashton, of all the comics that everybody shared here, was there one that you read or really struck your interest or anything like that? World Tree is one Troy and I have talked about, too, as just like something that's fascinating. Yes, it's I, I've heard I never heard of it until it came out this week. And I've heard a lot of people talking about mm-hmm. it and really encouraged me to check it out. So at some point, I think we're going to kind of dive into it, um, you know, once I get caught up on everything else. But, yeah, I, I always love hearing comic books that are not as well known in popular, you know, in pop culture. Um, but gives people really excited about the story and just, yeah. I love it anytime that there is a non-traditional comic book that is getting traction and getting, you know, mm-hmm. um, getting more exposure because I think a lot of times comic books kind of gets, you know, trapped into this box and I'm trying to push the box out mm-hmm. for people to know that it's, it's a lot more than what we traditionally think about and that there's, you know, comics for everybody of all ages and there's a lot yeah. of opportunities, a lot of different mm-hmm. cool stories are out there. And again, there's a lot of movies that you don't realize were based on comic books because the stories are really good mm-hmm. as well too. So world tree number third or world tree 33 um, sounds like that's going to be one of those kinds of stories as well too. So, um, so Ashton, Mm-hmm. comics you're reading and if you have a pull list what's coming out on your pull list this week okay so i don't currently have a pull list okay. but um i've been working through the sandman so okay i'm, I'm a bad i'm a bad comic book fan because i had <laughs> never read the sandman I f- it feels like blasphemy to say that um, i just read that last it- year for the first time Okay, great. So you're you're good. You're a good company. (laughs) Okay, perfect. I love that because I tell that to like some people are like, like it's like a sin to say you're a comic book fan and not have read Sandman. Um, But okay, again, like I saw the Netflix show and loved it and was like, I I need all like all of this. Put it in my eyeballs. So (laughs) I got all four of the the omnibuy omnibuses and I'm working my way through them. Mm -hmm. Um, I love it. I'm obsessed. Also, Archie Horror, I have to, I know I've mentioned them many times, but also obsessed. Um, Pop's Chocolate Shop of Horrors and The Cult of That Wilkin Boy both came out. uh, Well, That Wilkin Boy came out last week and then Pop's Chocolate Shop of Horror came out last month. Mm -hmm. But both are fantastic. I literally cannot say enough good things about the Archie Horror concept. I think it is a brilliant use of those characters. Anything that is Archie Horror, I'm immediately sold on it. Um, and then finally, I need to get caught up on Undiscovered Country. I love that, but mm. I'm I fell way off, so I'm trying to get back on board with that. <laughs> yeah, I I have heard of Undiscovered Country. I've heard nothing but great things about it. I haven't had a chance to read mm-hmm. it. Uh, the other two books you mentioned, I've actually never heard of before. But I gotta say, I one I don't think I realized that Archie Halloween was a thing, and to hear you talk about how much you love it and how good it mm-hmm. is. I'm going to have to give it a shot and check it out around Halloween sometime and just kind of see. Yeah. yeah, It it sounds really interesting. And, and I, I remember as a kid, I would read some of the Archie comics and um, like, I can't remember if, if I, if it was one of those things where I I don't know if I wasn't interested or it was like, I didn't know what was going on, you know, because sometimes I didn't know, you know, some of the things of like the relationships between Archie oh, and, and yeah. everybody like the, the love triangle and everything. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and then Jughead, like that was just kind of an interesting name of why is somebody named Jughead? Right. You, you got right. Archie, Veronica, Betty, and then Jughead. And I think for the longest time I got confused because I thought Jughead was Archie, but like wearing a hat. His secret identity. Yeah, something like that. So I think part of it was I just got confused for the longest time that I just never revisited it. And now, you know, kind of, you know, being older and everything, I think I'll probably understand it now. So, but here you talk about Archie Halloween comics. I'm, I'm going to have to give mm-hmm. that a shot. So, 
I think you should. I I love all of them, but I think Jughead the Hunger is probably the best starting place. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just wild. It's like Jughead becomes a werewolf. Like he turns into a werewolf at night or like during a full moon, like a werewolf would and just like oh my wreaks havoc. And it's kind of crazy. It's kind of gory for an Archie comic. When I read it, I was a little shocked by it. Wow. It, it, has Riverdale does something like that where Jughead turns into a, a werewolf? <laughs> no, they've done a lot of other wild things. Jughead was the leader of the, he was the Serpent King for a while, but yeah. no, no werewolf. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I know that Sabrina, the Teenage Witch, had crossed over or like they live mm-hmm. in the same universe. So it's not out of the realm of possibility for Jughead to turn into a werewolf in Riverdale because of all. that. Yeah. So that's, oh, that's really interesting. Maybe, I mean, maybe they will in the final season. Who knows? So. Or uh, they're in the final season right now, and they need to wrap it up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good to know. Um, well, for me, what's on my poll list? Mm-hmm. Uh, so this week, I'm getting uh, Batman 135, which has been a really interesting story that's been written by Chip Zdarsky, mm-hmm. who seems to be you know on a hot streak with a lot of stuff that he's writing right now. Um, Immortal X-Men number 11 is coming out, and I just finished uh, reading Sins of Sinister Dominion. And if anybody knows me, they know I love X-Men, but I'm also very open to saying that I don't know what's going on in X-Men half the time. <laughs> Because perfect, yeah, because they do that whole thing of I'm going to have like these 20 series that you have to read to know, you know, all these little nuanced storylines oh, and God. everything. Yeah, so um, but I enjoy it. Like I, I find it really interesting. The story sounds really interesting, but it's just half the time I'm like, I don't know, like what did I miss here? You know, so I'm sure I'm going to feel that way with Immortal X Men number 11. Uh, so do you find? Can I jump in and ask a question? Really? Yeah, quick? yeah. Go ahead. Do you find that you're still able to kind of like keep up with what the plot line is, not even not having read the extracurricular reading? Yeah. So Immortal X-Men actually is a good one because what they do is it highlights the um, the Quiet Council, which are like the leaders of the different factions of the X-Men and stuff like that. And what they do, at least what they have been doing is each issue highlights a different member of the council and they kind of give you insight on what's been going on with some of the other X-Men characters and stories very, very briefly. Um, Generally speaking, what I say is if there's a detail that you feel like you don't know, it's probably true you don't know, but I feel like they still (laughs) do a good enough job to where it doesn't detract from the story necessarily just that mm-hmm. maybe some of the details you're just like, wait, I want to know like why this is happening necessarily. Okay. But you don't need to know why that's happening to understand like what's going on in the story. With that being said, sins of sinister dominion, like the way it ended, I'm still like, mm-hmm. I have no idea what's going on. I don't know why this happened, you know? And part of it is because, I am very bad at remembering what happened in the previous issue. So I'm sure if I had read the previous issue, I'm like, oh, that's what's going on. That's why. But I can never remember what happened. And so when some of these things are happening in the story in the pre- in the current issue, I'm like, I feel like I'm lost. I feel like I probably either forgot something or I completely missed mm-hmm. something that I didn't notice the first time. So that's more on me than anything else. But I feel like X-Men, there's a lot of stories that happen that you can feel lost easily. But I feel like if you just accept the fact that you're probably not going to know all the details, but just kind of focus on the story mm-hmm. that they're telling inside the issue, you're probably going to be fine for the most part. But okay. Fair enough. When you get one, though, you kind of want to get the rest of them, and then it just ends up being a, a rabbit hole that you just kind of go down this dark, dark hole mm-hmm. of I want to read everything, and then you know you're losing money out on it because of that. It's expensive. It is. You got to put all these comics somewhere. It creates a storage issue. Yes, I mean, I, I, there's that joke of you know, there's always these two series have so many titles. It's ridiculous. X Men and Batman. They always have yeah. so many titles going on simultaneously that it's just hard to keep up with all of it. it just just currently, you know, but not even getting into how they started that like in the 80s and 90s and it's still happening today. They just have so many titles that it's just hard to keep up mm-hmm. with all of them. So I think if you just accept that fact, you'll probably be OK. <laughs> <laughs> um, another one that's coming on pull list this week mm-hmm. is The Joker, The Man Who Stopped Laughing, number eight, which this is one mm-hmm. I absolutely love. I'm not somebody, again, that loves joker but because comic mm-hmm. watch uh asked me to do a review of this 
I absolutely love the story. It's really fascinating. The art is really good. The storytelling is really good. Um, it's one that I hope people will check out because I feel like it doesn't get enough attention. And it's a really cool okay. story. And it's a really fascinating story. Um, that is, it, it's it's a Joker story. It doesn't really involve Batman a whole lot, if at all. Um, but it's just a really cool story that keeps you thinking. You know what is happening here and what's going to happen next in that series. Mm-hmm. Um, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles two number five is coming out this week. I haven't read any of those, not even volume one yet. But once this one comes out, that's the last issue of volume two, and I have all those issues and volume one. So I'm going to sit down and read those once I have those. Yeah. Yeah, and then Spider-Man 2099 Dark Genesis comes out this week, and I'll be honest, the only reason why I'm getting this is because they have Daredevil 2099 coming out, and I'm a huge Daredevil fan. So when I heard that Daredevil showing oh, up, okay. I'm like, I'm going to add this on here. So, um, so that's why my apparently the Daredevil comic is wild right now. It, it is so wild. It, well, it's another Chip Zdarsky one. And, okay. and that one and Batman are just, it, it's like, Chips is like, how can I just do the most you know, craziest thing that people are not expecting and, and have it right. Like for example, in Batman, yeah. this was issues ago. So spoiler alert, if you haven't read any of the Batman issues yet from Chip Zdarsky, but Batman literally got shot from the moon to earth and survived like that whole trip, you know, the way he wrote it kind of, you know, kind of made sense. Like it's not like, it so, like a random book. Goofy, it, it is, <laughs> but that's what he does. Like he takes a goofy idea and makes it serious in the sense that he is chuckling at it as well, you know, like he's a okay, he's a I very yeah, yeah. Chip is a very comical guy. Like if you ever you know see his tweets or anything like that, he is a just a comedian mm-hmm. at heart. I feel like because he always just makes a lot of jokes and just does funny stuff. But he takes these insane ideas and writes them into stories. And I feel like he always just has a personal laugh about these things. Um, Daredevil is not that level of insanity necessarily, but. There's a lot of just, you know, I think there's one, uh, maybe three or four issues ago, they went into a battle and there was a dragon that showed up, you know, (laughs) like, (laughs) perfect, which is makes perfect sense. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Which is not like, you know, there's dragons in the Marvel world and stuff like that, but you don't see that in Daredevil necessarily. But again, the way you wrote it kind of made sense as well, too. So, um, but yeah, I'm a huge Daredevil fan and, you know, Mm -hmm. I love the Daredevil 2099 that came out from Marvel Knights like years ago. Um, that was written by, uh, Robert, uh, Kirkman. And, uh, I think this has been the first appearance of Daredevil 2099 since then. So that's why I'm getting the series. Um, and then a comic that I'm reading that's not on my poll list. I'm actually going to be going on, um, short box summary podcast and we're going to be doing a reading of Captain America white series, which there is a whole series of Marvel comics where they did like different colors. So there's like Spider-Man blue Daredevil yellow, which I would have loved to do that, but somebody else actually got asked to do that, which I'm like, Oh, that's totally fine. I'll do this one. Um, and Hulk gray is the other one as well too. So I don't know much about the color series. I haven't read this one before, so I'm really interested to see, you know, what the color series is about and to read the story and then talk, um, talk about on, on their show as well. So, those are the comics we're reading, and that is um, the end of this episode. Ashton, thank you very much for coming on the show. Before I let you go, where can people find you and your work or free comic book day information online? Yeah, so I handle all of the free comic book day social accounts. So if you want to come hang out with me, you can find me online. I'm on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at free comic book day. Uh, come talk to me. I I love to yell about comics with my friends <laughs> on the internet. So please join join the tribe. <laughs> awesome. Will do. Well, thanks again for joining the show. It's been a blast. I, I appreciate this very much. Thank you so much for having me. It's been great. And that wraps up another episode of The Caption Life. I hope you enjoyed listening and don't forget to hit the subscribe button. You can follow us on social media at Caption Life. And if you like what we're doing, give us a shout out by tagging us in your post or send us a message. For more information about us and all of our previous episodes, visit thecapsinlife.com. 